Hello friends, welcome back to Higher Self. I am so grateful to be sharing what I'm sharing in these next two episodes because the experience of pain through migraines has been such a fixture in my life, such a challenge, and it has also been such a fruitful gold mine of spiritual growth lessons, surrender, patience, just an incredible well of wisdom. It feels like hard-earned wisdom, and I want to share that with you. Now, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer <laughs> in that I thought that recording at night after everyone had gone to bed was a really good idea because, you know, I've got this alone time. It's this dark space. It feels like it's it's ripe for these sorts of intimate conversations. And in listening back and, and editing out some of the, you know, pauses and ramblings, I realized that during this first recording that you're going to listen to today, I got so tired and delirious. <laughs> I had to take out a bunch of stuff. Um, so I just want to give a little disclaimer up front if it feels like I'm repeating myself or like, you know, something doesn't quite make sense. I, I'm sure it's fine. But in <laughs> in listening back, I just couldn't help but laugh at like, okay, Karina, that was maybe not your best idea. Well-intentioned, but the execution was just not quite there. So maybe let's have more of a plan next time we record and maybe let's not do it at 11 p.m. or let's not start at 11 p.m. Let's finish then. <laughs> so... <laughs> So today I'm going to be sharing with you some of the healing journey that I've been on and what's led me down that road uh, and where I'm at now. I'm getting a new treatment for migraines that is a really incredible natural treatment that I, I don't know why I had never heard of it before, but I'm experiencing a lot of improvement with it. And so I really want to share that with you because if you deal with migraines, you know that we're all just desperate to find relief and we especially want a root cause. So that's going to be in this episode. And then the next episode, and I'm releasing them together. The next episode is more about some of the ways that I've navigated pain in the moment, like really inviting myself to stay present through something so deeply uncomfortable and a lot of the gifts that have come out of that experience. I think that when we turn toward what is uncomfortable rather than away, especially a repetitive experience, and we turn toward it um, with a level of curiosity and mindfulness, we can really find huge breakthroughs. And I love being able to guide people through that. So. I hope that these episodes help you. If you know anybody that suffers from migraines, arthritis, chronic pain, anything like that, but especially migraines, please send this episode their way. It could change their life. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. Consider this a rest stop along the winding, often challenging path of being both a human being and a spiritual being. A place to rest your mind and heart and feel not alone in the process of remembering who you came here to be. I'm Karina Devi, and together we'll explore awakening, healing, mindful, embodied living, and so much more. Thank you for being here in your full humanness, and your bright inner light. Welcome to Higher Self. <sighs> Hello, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to extend so much gratitude to all of you. I did not expect 
this many people to even listen <laughs> to the podcast, let alone really, really enjoy it and the outpourings of support and love and all of the shares and everything is just completely unexpected. And I just, I feel so honored that um, this is something you want more of. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. And um, this podcast is now on virtually every podcast host I could find. <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Pandora, you name it, it's there. So thank you for helping that happen. And before I begin, I would love for us to just take a few breaths together. Maybe it feels good to place your hands on your heart or your shoulders or somewhere on your body that helps you feel connected. And let's take three easy breaths together. They don't have to be deep breaths or any special kind of breath, just an easy breath. So let's begin. Breathe into your hands, feeling your body expanding into your palms. And when you're ready, letting that breath go. Another breath in, filling up with spaciousness within. Exhale, letting go, letting anything you're ready to release be effortlessly carried away on your out breath. And one more easy breath in. Easy breath out. <sighs> So I'm sitting here in my living room on my couch and it's late. I just put my son to bed and I knew I wanted to record tonight, but I wasn't sure exactly what this week was going to be about. Initially, when I was planning, it was before the inauguration and I was just feeling so much collective fear and anxiety, almost as if we were bracing for something to happen. And there was so much writing on that inauguration, regardless of where you stand politically or how you view things. And I was thinking about doing an episode about anxiety, which is one of my favorite topics in the world, and I'll certainly do many. But as the, the inauguration came and went and was very uneventful and um, thankfully peaceful, I felt this collective sigh of relief and this calm enter the collective. And when I say collective, if you're not familiar with what that means, it's the energy that we all share, that we all contribute to. If we are all having fearful thoughts, that can be felt in the same way that if we're all celebrating, whether we're sharing it with anyone or it's just an internal feeling of exuberance, that can be felt too. And I personally feel very tapped in to collective energy. So when that came and went, I didn't feel an urgency to share about anxiety and one of the things that has really colored my life this week is that I finally got some answers for the migraines that I have been dealing with for almost half of my life. And as I sit here and I reflect on everything I have tried, I feel so much gratitude for all of it and I see the place that all of it had and I want to talk about this because I am connected to a lot of people who deal with chronic pain or with maybe an emotional ailment uh, some 
consistent pain in their lives that doesn't seem to move much no matter what they do. And I know that place of defeat, of resignation, of exasperation when you are trying your damnedest and it seems like the boulder you're trying to lift off of yourself doesn't budge. So I want to tell you a little bit of the story of my migraines for some background. I started to have migraines as a teenager. And if you don't have migraines and you don't intimately know someone, like someone in your immediate family that suffers from migraines, you might think of it as as a headache. And that can be part of it, but a migraine and there's such a big spectrum for it, but there's this kind of understanding between migraine sufferers that unless you deal with it personally, you have no idea what it's like because it is completely debilitating. I can't speak for what others' migraines are like, but here's what mine are like. It comes on sometimes slowly, sometimes suddenly. I might just wake up with it. And my entire being is consumed by this experience, overwhelmed by it. I feel as if I'm walking around with about 20 layers of weighted blankets on my body and I can't get them off. I feel heavy and weak. Um, I will feel a line of pain running from my eyebrow all within my eye socket and eyeball, across my temple, down behind my ear, my neck, and even into my shoulder and down into my mid-back. It's only on one side at a time. And it's it feels as if there's like um, a giant holding me with his, his thumb and his uh, <laughs> index finger. And he's like picking me up by the head and like, you know, dangling me. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at me like, what? what is this creature? Uh, maybe that's a weird metaphor. <laughs> let, me, let me think of something else. You know those YouTube videos where they have a hydraulic press and they put like watermelons and stuff in it to see what it's like when it finally explodes? It feels like my head is inside of one of those. There's so much internal head pressure. It feels as if my brain, my eyeballs, my fascia, my lymph, everything is just inflamed and dry and in pain. It's the most awful feeling. And as if the pain and the heaviness and weakness wasn't enough, my specific version of migraines includes just a ridiculous amount of nausea and vomiting. Like, I... You guys, I don't need to go into too much detail here, but most of the time I can't even keep water down. And I'm in this state, incredibly sensitive to light. I can barely open my eyes. I can barely get out of bed. I am completely debilitated. And this lasts, this lasts two to three days. Um, and... I used to get them as a teenager, and I don't really remember the frequency, but I remember that my parents took me to all of these doctors, and I felt like I was, like, I didn't do stuff after high school. <laughs> I, I didn't do stuff after school. I just went to doctor's appointments, and I got so many tests blood tests, CAT scans, MRIs, maybe those are the same thing, <laughs> x-rays, all kinds of stuff. I was seeing neurologists and all sorts of specialists as a teenager. They couldn't help me. And then my migraines went away and they came back when I was pregnant. And I just rested through them. I, you know, that was really all I could do was just kind of wait them out. And thankfully, when my son was born, they became fewer and farther between. I'd get one every few months, and it should be a law that mothers aren't allowed to get sick because 
having a baby, having a child of any age really, but especially a very young child and being sick is the most helpless, awful feeling. But of course, any mother knows, perseverance is the name of the game. Somehow, you find a way. My son was born nearly six years ago now, and about two years ago, I began to have very frequent migraines. After not having them for a long time or only having them occasionally, they began to come every month. And sometimes not just once a month, sometimes two or three times a month. And they kept getting worse. That's the history of my migraines. Now, about four months ago, my partner moved in. And he basically made it his mission that I would never have another migraine. <laughs> he was not, he was not going to let this continue. And he was going to do everything he could to stop them. Now, he is a holistic health mastermind. I mean, the man knows everything about everything. Every diet, he's tried it. He knows its ins and outs. He knows who's it's, who it's for, who it's not for. Um, the same goes with every supplement, vitamin, everything under the sun. One of the things about my relationship with my body that is so important to me and that I'm so grateful for is that I own my body. I take full responsibility for it. I don't outsource it to a doctor. And I, I really trust my own knowing and intuition before looking to anyone else for outside information. And really the only place that I've gone for that outside information is with migraines because when I tune in and when I listen to what is trying to come through the experience of that pain, you guys, I learn so much. I walk away from every single migraine, no matter how miserable it is, with the most incredible revelations. I feel upgraded as a human being every single time. There's this like clarity or sort of high that comes after one and I don't look forward to it but it's like this really interesting byproduct. And so as I'm experiencing these completely consuming migraines every single month, and I'm essentially forced to stay in bed for 24 to 48 hours fast because I can't keep anything down and meditate because there's not really anything else to do while I'm laying in bed. Uh, and my eyes are too sensitive for a screen, so you know, watching movies is, is kind of out of the question. It feels like a forced ceremony. It feels like I, my body is saying, oh, no you don't. <laughs> you are laying down, you are meditating, you are going within, and you, you can't get out of it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've really used that space to listen. And I think that this is one of the skills that we've lost in our society with so much noise from, from God, from human drama, from electronics, from the fast pace of life. We don't necessarily have an ear for deep listening the way we used to and the way that indigenous people still do. And I'm grateful for these migraines for creating an opportunity in which I can cultivate that skill of deep listening even more. And while I'm in this space and I feel pretty much glued to my bed and surrendered to being there. And usually when I'm there, I'm, I'm trying to just find any position I can that feels less awful. <laughs> and it's usually not 
any place where I feel great, but sometimes I get into this one kind of position with my head propped up in this really awful angle that any yoga teacher or body worker would like cringe at, but it, it works. <laughs> it, it actually like will relieve the pain, which is a clue. And we're going to come back to that later. Anytime I'm in this place, plastered to my bed, fully surrendered to the depth of pain I am experiencing, using all of my doula skills for dealing with pain and comforting myself, I begin to have all of these realizations. You can imagine that if you were to spend 24 hours straight in meditation or more, and maybe you've done that before, you would be seriously upgraded. (laughs) You would have some serious aha moments. You would get some stuff. I find that my mind moves so fast in those times. There is a level of anxiety and restlessness that I think is a very natural response to being in such physical pain. And that nervous system state of anxiety creates this constant, very fast movement of thoughts. And I feel like because of that, I'm able to process stuff so quickly, like lightning fast. So having a migraine as awful as it is, as much as I dread it, and I feel this, and it sounds dramatic, but I feel a sense of doom wash over me when I can feel it coming on. As much as that is true, I also know I'm about to plug directly in. It is fruitful ceremony. Now, having that relationship to a physical ailment is kind of tricky ground because obviously I don't want to experience this pain. I want to be fully present for my family, for my work, for myself. I don't want to have to go into that place, you know, one to three times a month and and who knows how much worse it could get. And at the same time, there's this experience of, well, I, I also get a lot out of it. So it's this interesting dichotomy. And I've really let that fruitfulness become my anchor. Because when we're in pain, we have to hold on to something. We have to find some bead of light to focus on. Because if we're focused on the pain... If, we're, if we let ourselves get trapped into a spiral of doom, of, oh my God, how bad is this going to get, of anxiety, of despair, that spiral only goes down. It just gets darker. And no matter how dark things get, there is always light. So we have to focus on what light we can connect to, even if it is the tiniest glimmer of light. So when we're feeling an experience of physical or emotional pain, we can notice, okay, yes, I am experiencing pain. That is true. And what else is true? What else can I notice? What else can I feel? So I might be consumed with this pain on one side of my body but I have another side of my body that's not in pain and yeah there's a lot of sensation there it feels heavy it feels weak and there's some part of my body I can find that probably feels good or I can even create a pleasurable feeling in my body and focus there now beyond the realm of sensation holding on to a little bead of light off in the distance can be a glimmer of hope. It can be a knowing that whatever you're experiencing is temporary. It can be gratitude 
that you don't always feel this way, that you do get breaks. There's always something. And for me, that glimmer that I held on to was everything that I was going to come back with. It felt like every meditate or <laughs> every meditation, every migraine was a hero's journey. In the hero's journey, which if you're not familiar with it, you must read some Joseph Campbell or even just Google the hero's journey. You will be <laughs> every story you've ever read, every movie you've ever seen will suddenly make even more sense and be even more meaningful. But in the hero's journey, there is this very specific pattern that's followed the hero of our story, let's say Hercules, that's a, a classic example. The hero hears the call to adventure and there's resistance to the call. Should I go? What does this mean about me? I'm leaving my family behind all of these things. He is moving from the known universe into an unknown world, an unknown version of himself, what is beyond the veil of fear. And then as he passes that threshold, his transformation begins. And he encounters helpers and mentors along the way. And there's all of these challenges that he has to say yes to. And then there's also temptations that are sort of like the easy way out. That are the, yeah, you could go this way, but you might not learn as much. Or it might not feel as integral as going the challenging way. And so then he comes to this abyss, this death and rebirth. And in the experience of navigating this place where he thinks he's going to die, he's sure of it. But he does the damn thing anyway. In that, in entering this void, this place of death and rebirth, you have a revelation and then our hero is in this space of transformation and then he returns back to his his hometown his starting point wherever it was with all of these gifts in arms he has come to know himself to trust himself he has met the edges of his own courage and strength and now, this is the hero's journey, but there's also a heroine's journey, and there's a lot of variations of this, but returning with those gifts, that has been my glimmer of light that I have held on to. I know that when I come to the other side of what literally feels like going into a dark void for a day or two, I'm in my room, I have an eye mask on, I've got all the curtains and blinds closed, you know, every, every bit of light is covered. I'm literally in a dark void. <laughs> I'm going into the abyss, going into my pain and returning with gifts, knowing that I will be transformed. No matter how painful an experience if we learn to look at every challenge we encounter, not as something that is happening to us, but something that is happening for us as an opportunity to grow, to learn, to evolve, to shed an old part of ourself, then challenges become exciting. They become enlivening because we know that it's not just pain. We're not being punished. We're being invited to evolve. And there are infinite ways to traverse any challenge, to traverse any journey, right? Hercules could take any path, but he took the one he took. I reached a point during a migraine a few months ago. I was in the shower I was starting to come out of it, but still just like really having to push myself to generate any energy. And I remember having this thought of, I am done. 
with learning this way. I am complete. I may have signed up before this life for migraines as a part of my journey. And I am a being with free will. And I choose to be done with migraines. And as I said that, I felt empowered. And at the same time, there was this like hesitation in myself. Like, am I done? But like, can I, can I really do that? <laughs> what, what do they think? You know, my, my guides and angels and my, my spirit team. What, what do they have to say about this? And it was this interesting ambivalence. After that, I started to get really serious about trying things that I wasn't willing to try before. Not because they were extreme in any way, but because I had gotten into this mindset of nothing can help me, which is such a, a you know, it, it wasn't necessarily defeat. It was more of, I think I felt jaded. And I, I know that anybody with any chronic illness can relate to this you just get so tired of trying things and them not working that after a while you don't want to try anything and you don't want people to suggest things to you you don't want to like you're just you you lose your endurance for trying potential cures <laughs> and it's not that you've lost hope it's just that you're jaded and I began to become very aware of that jadedness within myself and then I realized that I wasn't going to get very far if I let that win I had to give a little and I had to try and so I started to try things that I had never been willing to try before I would get excited I would feel eager I would feel hopeful but also with this knowing that I wasn't actually touching the root cause, but really hoping and praying that this new thing I was trying was going to help. And then I got into this pattern of I would cut out coffee, for example. And, and the day that I had not had coffee in months, and then I got one of the worst migraines I've ever had in my life, I felt defeated and immediately started drinking coffee again. <laughs> and at the same time, I felt so grateful for that entire journey because for me, giving up coffee was not just not drinking this one hot drink in the morning. It opened up this Pandora's box of stuff I had not healed, of newfound capacities within my nervous system it oh my god it was incredible it was such an important journey for me to take I look back and I am proud of myself for following the breadcrumbs this is what we do when we don't know where to go when we are depressed and we don't know how to heal when we're heartbroken and we don't know how to heal when we are looking for our purpose and we don't know where to look. There are always things calling out to us. Things saying, hey, try me. Be interested in me. Explore me. Research me. Whether that is a specific type of dance or a, a certain type of therapy there's all of these little things that are calling out to us at any given time. We hear the call, but for some of us, it takes us a little while to actually take action, to be like, oh, wow, I've been wanting to take a pottery class for like 15 years and I've never done it. I'm going to do it. Okay, great. <laughs> I have found that anytime I don't know what to do, I just start following those little breadcrumbs, even if they don't seem related in any way. Like when I did not know what my purpose was and I was trying to figure it out, 
I just started doing a bunch of random stuff. I was taking classes. I was doing trainings. I was going to workshops. I was taking on all sorts of odd jobs. And I learned a ton on the way. And what's interesting is that now that I know my purpose, I have my dream job, I need the skills that I learned in every single one of those odd jobs. Working in law, working for nonprofits, learning about fundraising, the big things, the skills that I cultivated, I use those. When I was healing from postpartum depression, I found that every little breadcrumb I followed, every little winding path I went down, held a key to my healing. And it's not that I wouldn't have healed if I wouldn't have explored all of the things that I did. It just would have happened in a different way and maybe on a different timeline. And so I look back at all of the changes I've made in my life because of migraines. I have incredibly strong, clear boundaries about who I will give my time to, about the energy exchanged between my friends and I. I know when I am feeling like I have overextended myself I, or I'm talking to someone and I'm getting that like emotional vampire drained feeling, I, I, I drop those friendships because I know that that will lead to a migraine and that it's, I'm not necessarily cutting ties with them because of migraines. I'm cutting ties with them because my body is communicating to me that this is not healthy for me. I have learned so much about the nature of my own energy and how it is influenced by outside factors through the experience of having migraines. And so I'm just like, as I'm doing this treatment that really truly feels like the end, that really seems to be hitting on the root cause. I don't look back and think, God, I wish I would have found this years ago. I think, I mean, like, yeah, that would be great. And this treatment needs to be more mainstream. And I'm going to tell you about it. But I'm so grateful that I didn't find it until now. I'm so grateful that I had the days and days and days over the last few years spent in ceremony, spent deep in meditation, exploring the nature of pain, learning to be present within pain, no matter how uncomfortable or how much I wanted to turn away, I couldn't, I couldn't turn away from it. I could distract myself for a little while, but it didn't make much of a difference. I wanna tell you briefly about this treatment that I've been receiving and I'm probably going to ask the guy, <laughs> I'm probably going to ask this doctor if he'll do an interview for the show because his knowledge is so vast and he talks like he's so passionate about it. I can barely keep up. And I say that as a body worker and someone who studies the nervous system and is like in this world that he's in, I'm not in nearly as deep as him and I'm trying so hard to keep up. So here's what I found. And I actually found it through TikTok. It's hard to explain because it's so intricate. But if you, I don't know, if you search upper cervical chiropractic on YouTube or, or Google it, I'm sure you'll find lots of information. But essentially, every nerve in your body, your entire nervous system, which is the command center for your body, it governs how you feel your state of being. All of that is run by your nervous system. So all of those nerves, the whole nervous system flows down between your top two vertebrae. And so those two vertebrae are what upper cervical chiropractors specialize in. So they, they have this cool little tool and they run it down your, the back of your neck. It's measuring your nervous system. 
so they can see if things are flowing well or if there might be a block. And then if there's a block, they can look with either just looking at you and or x-rays to see if you need an adjustment. So I start looking into this. I'm reading Google reviews from people for these different upper cervical chiropractors. And what I keep seeing is healed my migraines. No longer have migraines after 50 years. Like people who have had migraines forever are not just having an improvement in their migraines or having them less frequently, they're gone. So I'm like, okay, there is something here. I've got to explore this. And it just felt in my body like, yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, we're on the right path. We're getting warm. Keep going. This is so exciting. I find a practitioner. He's three and a half hours away from me. Um, and, the, and he's the nearest one. So I see him and he takes one look at me and he's just like, oh yeah, I can see this. And you know, you're, you're tight here and you're you know, you're twisted here and you're compensating here. And like, he can see all of this whole chain of compensation that my body is doing for what's happening in my neck. And he keeps asking me if I have had any neck injuries. And I was like, well, I I got bucked off a horse like five years ago. He's like, no, this is older. This is, this would have been before that. And then I kind of nonchalantly said like, oh, well, I got in a car accident, you know, when I was like 17 or 18, but it wasn't bad. And he's like, that's it. He's like, that's the year we're looking for. So he was able to trace the age I was when I had a car accident. And he was able to guess the type of accident it was. He took one look at my x-rays and he said, oh, this is a classic whiplash injury. Were you rear-ended when you were about 18? And I was like, oh my God, yes. I've never thought that anything would have come from that car accident because like the car was totally fine. Turns out if the car is fine, usually the bodies inside of it are taking the impact and even really small collisions can have big issues. So it turns out that having your top two vertebrae out of alignment, even just a little bit, it usually takes a few years for that to start to really show up in your body in an obvious way. And that's why my migraines have changed. And the reason that I got them when I was pregnant and they show up at specific times of my cycle is because your hormones change the flow of your nervous system. I go in for my first treatment and he's a chiropractor, so it's a physical adjustment. And it's not like a regular chiropractor where, you know, they put a lot of force on your body and you hear a bunch of stuff cracking and it wasn't like that at all. It was the tiniest little touch of his finger on this one spot on my neck and then he said okay I'm gonna have you go into this room Um, there's like a bunch of beds in there and it's dark he's like you know you can meditate but like we need to let your body rest for a few minutes Um, and that rest is really important it will help your body hold that adjustment more and so as I'm laying there I notice that all of a sudden I can breathe so much more. Like I didn't I didn't realize that I wasn't breathing fully before, but all of a sudden I can take in all this oxygen. And every time I take a deep breath, I can hear things along the left side of my spine like cracking and it's not anything crazy it's just it's subtle but like something is happening from this teeny tiny little touch of his finger that you know if you saw it you wouldn't think it did anything stuff is happening (laughs) like my body is responding it was fascinating I could just feel in my being things that I would normally hesitate taking action on or that I might feel kind of nervous or shy about, that wasn't present at all. I felt 
for the rest of the entire day, and this was yesterday, all day today, so bright, joyful, clear. And that is, that is one of the things that I have missed about myself so much, especially in the last few months, as my migraines have gotten more frequent and worse, is that I felt like I had lost this, my true self, which I know to be so radiantly, exuberantly joyful. Like I can walk into the room and I am pure sunshine and I love life and everything about it and the tiniest little things and even things that people would deem as sad or or depressing or upsetting. I'm like, no, this is great. Like I've always been that annoyingly joyful person. <laughs> I, I haven't been in that place lately. Another thing that I've noticed is that in the last few, the last couple of years, but then really accelerating in the last few months, I have noticed that I've had a tendency to feel overwhelmed very easily, to feel like my mental health, the stability of my mental health just isn't as solid as it used to be. I've been experiencing some more anxiety lately and even some days with depression and you know, obviously we're all going through a very interesting time in history where there's a lot of factors at play, but I just knew that I was not feeling like myself and I've been feeling so tired and all of these things. And ever since this teeny, teeny, itty, weeny, tiny little adjustment that doesn't seem like it should do anything, I feel amazing. I feel like myself. I feel energized doing things. I, I can do things that felt out of the question before. They felt too uncomfortable, too inconvenient. Things like turning the water to cold for the last 30 seconds of my shower feels exciting rather than something that I'm like constricting away from and like, oh God, I don't even want to think about it. It's awful. Like I have so much more capacity in my nervous system, which makes sense because it's literally flowing more freely. Like everything getting through, going through all of the arteries, nerves, veins, everything that runs through those two vertebrae have an open path. And I just cannot believe the difference. And yet I totally can. But what really amazes me is that this is not a common thing. That I've been searching for an answer with my migraines for, let's see, I'm about to be 31. I've been dealing with them since I was probably 14 or 15, 16, 17 years. I've been searching for 17 years for an answer to migraines. And I finally found it. It feels right. It feels true. And that's the thing. That's another thing about following those little breadcrumbs. You can't follow all of them because you'll exhaust yourself. <laughs> but you have to feel into how it feels in your body. If I have all of these options in front of me and I don't know which one to do my way is not to weigh with pros and cons necessarily or I might consider that but I've learned more and more over the years that it's better for me to just bypass all of the logical ways of deciding and just tune into what my body's telling me because it's literally an immediate yes or no and it's not always easy to feel that right? It depends on a variety of factors, but the more that we intend to tune in to how is my body responding to this? Do I feel energized by this? Do I feel already exhausted? Do I feel expanded or constricted? Does it feel light or heavy? All of those things can give us such important information. So with all of those little breadcrumbs that I followed for migraines in the past, they were interesting and I had hope around them. None of them had this feeling that felt like the thing, 
and I'm imagining it like floating in front of me with some sort of connection point to the earth. All of these little breadcrumbs felt like they they had this little like balloon tie to the earth. Like, oh yeah, I can, I can try that. <laughs> and then this upper cervical care feels like it is a thick wooden staff that goes all the way down to the center of the earth. And that's the only way I can describe how it feels in my body. It feels deep, true, integral, robust, right. I mean, if you were to see a bunch of things in a row and they're all connected to the earth by a nylon string and then there's one that's connected by a wooden staff that you can tell goes really deep, like, you know, which one are you going to respond to, honestly? <laughs> okay. It's getting late and I can tell that I'm getting a little delirious and I'm starting to wonder if I'm making sense uh, and feeling the beautiful magnetic pull of my son's sweet, innocent, beautiful, warm little body sleeping in my bed and I'm going to go cozy up with him and love on him. If you have questions about migraines, about pain, about the breadcrumbs, <laughs> or want me to speak more on any of these things, let me know. And wherever you're listening to your podcast, except Spotify, because I don't have the option yet, I would love for you to leave a review if this or the last episode has touched you, if it's something that speaks to you, if you've got something out of it let someone know if there's someone that you've thought about while listening to this send it to them or share it to your instagram feed let people know that this is something you are enjoying that's impacting you i would love for this voice stream podcast whatever whatever we want to call it to spread out to everyone that it needs to touch everyone that that needs or could benefit from these words and this shared space so thank you so much for tuning in thank you for being here you are beautiful you are light you are wonderful you are an amazing incredible being remember how beautiful and radiant and bright your light is it is unlike anyone else's. You are the missing piece to the puzzle of the universe. I think that's a Matt Con. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me. If this impacted you in some way, please share this episode. Share it on Instagram. Send it to a friend that you thought about while you were listening. Let that impulse move you. And I would love to connect with you on Instagram. My handle is at Karina.Devi. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a beautiful day.